Short-sightedness is on the rise. Doctors and parents around the world alarmed at the soaring rates of nearsightedness in children. It's called myopia. And Singapore holds the world distinction of 80% of its kids needing glasses. One doctor says we've been dealing with the rise for 20 years. Now, almost everyone in Singapore is myopic. What's happening there is beginning to happen everywhere. In North America, the rate was only 25% in 1971. Now, that rate has grown to 40%. It's one of the leading causes of vision impairment, even blindness. Genetics play only a small part, as it can also hinder education, like literacy in children. Spending more time staring at screens and watching TV, part of the cause. Call it lockdown vision. There is also the increase of spiritual nearsightedness. That's a plague that's growing. We live with growing spiritual blindness. People unable to find Jesus is the only answer, their only hope. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And this is a program called Comfort in the Storm. As Florida still recovers from Hurricane Ian, we want to still encourage you to keep praying for everyone there still affected. And in a moment, we're going to be joined by another pastor from that area. My prayer for the Gulf Coast of Florida here is that the testimony of the church will be, I was never involved in that church. I didn't even know who they were, but they were there for me. Pastor Steve Jante will be with us after our first song. But before we go to Florida, I want to first go to Cuba one more time. We asked our in-country producer there, Jennifer Ledford in Havana, to share more of how the Lord is ministering to her right now, even as her country is dealing with the hurricane and power outages. Thank you, Charles. Up to now, there are still parts of Pinar del Rio without electricity as a consequence of Hurricane Ian. And to make matters worse, people lack of basic food such as rice, bean, and food which was considered basic for Cuban people. Still, the water service hasn't been fully restored, so people are receiving water distributed from tankers. And at this moment, what we need the most is God's word indeed. There is a passage I love, and it's the first chapter of the book of James. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 9. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with his scorching heat, and withers the grass. Its flower falls, and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his presence. We all know that this beautiful passage has many branches we can explore. Now, I would like to stand out a few things. 
first, the situation we are facing is also a test of our faith. It's a holy instrument that the Lord is using to produce steadfastness as well. Since we need to grasp unto His promises now more than ever. Our spiritual maturity is also being challenged, and the Lord Himself has promised to be with us in the middle of the fire. My brethren, we don't only need to pray for our material needs to be fulfilled, but also so the Lord give us wisdom. My brethren, we need holy wisdom to feel, to see, and to do what God wants us to feel, to see, and to do. And lastly, these verses, among other things, make me to reflect on the vanity and the weakness of our possessions and how strong is our boundary to them. We forget how fast they can actually pass away, and they do, after all our effort in getting them. But actually, God's words stands forever. The question is, where are our roots? We need to be grounded deeply into the scriptures because after all of that fades away, God's word will be the only thing that shines. Jennifer Letford with our Spanish service in Havana sharing from her heart. Now, just before we open with a song, there is so much help pouring into Florida from people living in a land of plenty, especially if you're listening in Florida, make an impact through your local church. But I'd like everyone else to pray about helping where the need is really great after it went through Western Cuba. Food was already in short supply. The power grid was already compromised. And the water, already bad, is compromised even more. Come to our website after the program and help provide safe water. Water systems are installed in local churches where the need is great. Safe water comes with a generator. But the systems are only installed in churches that commit to sharing the living water, found only in Christ Jesus. Every $50 you send provides a family of five safe drinking water for a year. An entire system is $7,500. Call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or give online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Let us know how much you're sending for safe water and then for our daily Spanish program and gospel ministry into Cuba. And now together, let's give thanks. Haven Today opens with a song of encouragement. If you find yourself in need today, if you're feeling despair, if you need rescuing, then look to the Lord Jesus, who is your help. He will lift you up and give you hope. As I walk this great unknown, Questions come and questions go Was there purpose for the pain? Did I cry these tears in vain? I don't want to live in fear I want to trust that you are near Trust your grace can be seen In both triumph and tragedy I have this hope in the depth of my Sometimes my faith feels thin Like the night will never end Will you catch every tear Or will you just leave me here I have this hope 
with me I have this Avenue North here on Haven Today, and a program called Comfort in the Storm, and an opening song called I Have This Hope. Earlier, I mentioned we were going to hear from a pastor in Western Florida. His name is Steve Jonte, and he's the executive pastor at Covenant Life Church in Sarasota. Pastor Steve, welcome to the program for the very first time. Thanks for having me on, Charles. Glad to be here. Steve, it's been a little over a week since the hurricane struck. Can you share with us for a moment what you're seeing on the ground there in southwest Florida? Uh, Trying to figure out how to put all of this into words has been a challenge. Uh, I saw an overlay of Hurricane Charlie, which is the last major storm that had hit uh, this area. All of Hurricane Charlie fit inside the eye of Hurricane Ian. The scope was just mammoth, physically its footprint was huge Uh, and so uh, and brought with it incredible power Uh, drive around uh, I was in down in a mobile home park uh, a couple days ago another pastor in my uh, about an hour south of me could not get to his own parents because uh, there's no roads no nothing available so he contacted me and asked if I could get his parents some water and some food and so I got a couple of guys and we loaded up a a generator and some food and water and drove down to them. And they're in this uh, mobile home park of several hundred homes. We only saw evidence of nine homes being occupied at this point. The destruction, every carport, every patio just gone, roofs ripped off of houses and a whole bunch of the houses just caved in upon one another. Uh, there was one, I had to stop. What am I looking at right now? Uh, it was a transformer that was about four feet, maybe five feet out of the ground. And the rest of the pole was laying sideways and all the wires still attached. And I was thinking how dangerous not only is the, was the hurricane and the destructive winds of the storm surge, but the, even the electrical wiring that is, that is loose and, going to cause devastation all on its own for for people. Steve, I have another question. How has this storm affected your church? What are you doing as the body of Christ to help your members, but also to help in your community? I think maybe the most unexpectedly difficult part of this was that cell service went offline almost completely during the storm and for the first few days after. Uh, So we spent... Uh, the first couple of days after the storm, not even knowing how it had affected people because we couldn't get a hold of them. Text messages wouldn't go through, phone calls were, wouldn't, couldn't get answered. Uh, and so we were left knowing that people had experienced all kinds of devastation, but couldn't even figure out what it was or what they needed. Uh, and for some, once we finally got through and found out that there's no way to their house because uh, it's four feet of water on all of the roads, uh, that you would need a boat if you wanted to try and get to them. Uh, 
and so we're, I think even now, uh, a week later, still figuring out exactly the extent of, of damage. Uh, who has a tree that came through the roof? Who has water that's in the house? And if we don't get that water out fast, the mold is start going to set out, setting in within the next couple of days. Uh, and so I think that that lack of ability to communicate made a bad situation far worse because we couldn't, we couldn't respond because we didn't know who was in what kind of condition. We're finding out some people, it was bad trees down around them, whatever. And then you find out other people that are out of their house that have lost their, all of their possessions. Uh, had one couple, they're like, we can't go back to our house. Uh, we can't get in there. Everything we own is, is in there. We left with a couple, you know, with whatever we could when we got the get out now or don't, or don't leave. So we left, but I meant we left everything all their clothes, all their, all their possessions. And that's stuff that can be replaced, but you start getting into passports and legal documents and uh, family heirlooms. And you start to see that's where people start to break uh, their, the spirits get devastated when they think about what, what they've lost. And that's my prayer for the Gulf coast of Florida here is that the testimony of the church will be, I was never involved in that church. I didn't even know who they were. But they were there for me. They got the tarp on my roof. They brought me the water. They uh, they helped gut my house so that the so I could get the moisture out, get the water out. Uh, they brought me the dehumidifier. Whatever it is, uh, that the testimony of the church would uh, to an unbelieving world will be that our God reigns and our good God is good and our and we are here for you. Well, with that, I think we need to pray. Steve, would you mind leading us? Absolutely. Lord, we thank you that you are good. Uh, there's times where we can't, we can't see it. We don't always understand what you're doing. But Lord, we pray that the testimony in a couple of years would be that you are the God who was there, that your church was on mission, uh, and that an unbelieving world saw what it meant to be uh, the hands and feet of Christ, that the love of Christ would be manifest throughout the Gulf Coast of Florida. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Steve Jonte at Covenant Life Church in Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us here on this Haven today. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate the, uh, the privilege. God bless. Well, you're listening to a gospel Christ-centered ministry. I'm Charles Morris and a program on Haven today called Comfort in the Storm. And if there's anything we can learn from Hurricane Ian, this is it, I think. We are limited. We need comfort and hope outside of ourselves, someone to cry out to. As I watch the aftermath of this tragedy, I can't help but think, like the psalmist, how long, O Lord? When we suffer, it reminds us that we live in a world that's broken by sin. But as we've seen, there is this hope in Jesus, who entered our broken lives and world, and he suffered for us and promises a day free from heartache even in the midst of pain and sorrow. It's a joy to know our Lord cares for us. Now, not all of us have been personally impacted by these storms, but they do force us to think about how we might respond when tragedy hits closer to home. I want us to look at a short passage from 2 Corinthians. Paul was writing to the church in Corinth about where he found comfort in the midst of intense suffering. Listen to chapter 1. I want to share verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, 
who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's a lot of comforts, right? Paul telling us in verse 7 that his suffering was so severe that he even despaired of life itself. Whether it was one of his multiple shipwrecks in a storm or the storm of persecution, Paul was in agony, but he found his hope in the Lord. Yet that was not some vague, trivial, bumper-sticker, one-liner that Paul found hope in. He says it was the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this God is the Father of mercies and all comfort. What we learn from this is that when we come to the Lord, we're not just coming to the one who holds the whole world in his hands, as the old children's song goes. We're coming to the one in whom true comfort and mercy can be found, because he knows all our affliction. God cares about our suffering. He shows us that he is the God of all comfort by being with us in the midst of it all. As children of the King, we can come to him. We can be comforted that he hears us, and we can be assured that he is with us, because Christ our Savior left his heavenly home and entered into our suffering. Jesus put himself in our shoes, and he suffered in this world to bring us close to his Father. God comforts us in our entire affliction, because in Christ he has made himself our refuge and our strength. But God doesn't just want us to be comforted. He wants us to take part in it, too. Paul says that when he was comforted, he was able to comfort others with the same comfort he was given. This means that because God comforted Paul in his affliction by giving himself, Paul was able to point others to the source of comfort. Jesus Christ gave Paul comfort in the storms of life, because in Christ, Paul found the one who experienced the storms as well. Friend, in Jesus, we have one who can empathize, as Hebrews puts it, with us, because we know Jesus and the comfort only he can bring us. And we were able to help others then find comfort. I don't know about you, but I know so many who are suffering. Some have suffered personal loss through the storms this past week. Some are facing the storms of financial hardship or illness. And in every one of these storms, there can still be hope found in Christ. We might face affliction, but if we know Jesus, then we know where we can find comfort. And this comfort is available to everyone. So if we've found it, let's show people Jesus so they too can find comfort, even in the face of a tragedy. God remains the same today, yesterday and forever, and he is always near to us in our pain. Misery likes company. Well, in God's world, so does comfort. And he comforts us with his presence and with the good news of Christ. And when we are comforted like that, we then can comfort others. See, the gospel isn't just good news because it means our sins are forgiven. It's good news that our afflictions have an answer. God is going to one day wipe away every tear from our eyes so we can find comfort in the everyday storms of our life now as we look forward in faith to that day. And it's coming soon. Storms may rise on seas unknown while we journey towards 
finds our home Surely we'll learn what grace is for As we sail to heaven's shore Send us strength, O pilgrim guide Sin would drown us in its tide Be close at hand and go before As we say to heaven shore Holy Spirit, lead us on Give us courage, bring the song Lord we trust your Father's care will convey us safely there. Open or seal off every door as we sail to heaven's shore. Straighten our course with every prayer. Let heaven's to heaven's shore Draw us near O finest friend From dawn's light to evening's end each passing day we love you more as we sail to heaven's shore as we sail I want to give you the title of the song we just heard by Steve Green, but the album is called Find Us Faithful. The song was called As We Sail to Heaven's Shore, Haven Today and Comfort in the Storm. Over the past few days, I've been urging Christians in Florida to pray about how you can help, especially through your local church. We heard some of that over these last few days. God will show you ways to help. And then for the rest of us, I'd like to suggest you help following the storms passing through Cuba. Safe water is hard to come by. I'll be there just next week, and I understand firsthand the need to fill my water bottle each day from a safe water system. We're raising funds for safe water systems through local churches. That's important. Each evangelical Bible-believing church becomes a hub, a community hub for clean water to drink. But then also they commit to sharing living water in Jesus Christ. Every $50 you send provides water to drink for a family of five for a year. $7,500 provides an entire water system with a standby generator. Call us right now. 
Tell us how much you're sending for safe water and then how much you'd like to send to our Spanish program to keep sharing Jesus every day through radio across the entire country. Our number to call right now is 800-65-HAVEN. We're answering our phone 24-7, even on the weekend, 800-65-HAVEN. Or make your gift and send help by visiting haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time, when again we'll be sharing together this great story. It's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Measuring up, we all try to do it. Maybe we're a younger sibling trying to live up to our older brother's reputation in school, or the daughter of hard-working parents trying to make a living for ourselves in this world. But when it comes to the perfect holiness of God, none of us can hope to measure up. Paul puts it this way in Romans 3, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are all justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. But the good news follows the bad. Jesus has measured up to God's standard, and all those who believe in him are accepted as if they measured up like he did. It started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.